0: This episode is brought to you by WellForce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for the hybrid workforce. Online at WellForce.ai. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com.
1: You probably shouldn't Google that. Uh, are you not happy to be here because you're like welcome to the girls it is um, <laughs> no, yeah. right? thank, thank you Jill. i'm happy to be here right? right everybody's happy to be here i, I was like what's happening Fuck y'all whatever
0: i'm leaving <laughs> i'll tell you what i'll host this sarah and i'll host it
1: yes yes <laughs> <laughs> oh. i am sarah madras and this is Jenny Mitchley, And this is the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast, the show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. And today in the studio, we have a local celeb, y'all. I was reading the bio and I was like, "Ooh, he's mm-hmm. a big deal. <laughs>
2: It's not true.
1: kind of a big. He's a big deal. We bring in the big names. I was like, just own it. I was like, Matthew, just own it. Mm -hmm. Be like, hell yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. My husband's also a Matthew. He has a shirt that says, "Kind of a big deal." It fits my husband. It does very much (laughs) fit. We
0: have a we have a sign in our kitchen that says, "A big deal." My wife loves uh, (laughs) puns and pickles. Mm -hmm. Love that.
2: I live in the world of puns. I very much enjoy it. Your Mm -hmm. wife and I will get along very well, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I'm funny. So, so today <laughs> in the studio, we have Matthew Coppage. He is currently the president of the Garner Chamber of Commerce, but he has a um, very long list of accolades to that follow him to that position. So Matthew, can you tell us about
0: yourself? All about myself? All about yourself. Well, so I was born in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. So I'm an Eastern North Carolina guy. I grew up mostly in Goldsboro. Uh, The quick rundown is I went to UNC Chapel Hill for undergrad. I went to North Carolina Central for graduate school. In between, I interned with the Charlotte Hornets in their marketing department. I have lots of interests in sports and, and fell in love with economic development. Um, in Durham. So I, I worked there in downtown Durham for 12 years doing economic development with a company called Downtown Durham Incorporated. So we helped revitalize downtown Durham. So mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun. And that's where I really fell in love with that. So, really, what I, I like to do is branding and marketing and repositioning. And like I like personal branding and those kind of things. So, at some point in time, I was like, I did that for 12 years in Durham and I wanted to try this modeling thing. Everybody had been like, oh, since I was young, you should try modeling. And I was like, that's not a thing. You go to college <laughs> and you go go to school and you get a degree and you do the thing. I'm not a
2: creative artsy person. I'm not going to stand in front of a camera. And
0: so I was super shy too, like in high school and college, like I would never do anything like this. I sit in the back of the class, really good student, but was super quiet. And the nice thing about working at downtown Durham incorporated, I was like, I really need to get good at public speaking Mm -hmm. because it's a skill that no matter what job you ever have or what you decide to do, it's helpful and will uh, allow you to um, really do some good things. So I wanted to get good at that. And then I fell in love I really fell in love with getting in front of a crowd and speaking. I'm more comfortable in front of a crowd of 500 people than three people. So that was a lot of fun. And then I decided you know, I'm going to try this modeling thing for a while. So I got on Instagram and started posting. I was like, all right, I'm going to see what happens if I post something every day for a year. And so I posted stuff for every what.
2: That (laughs) Eshie on Instagram.
0: Oh yeah, so I posted something every day for a year, and you learn a lot when you start posting. It's like what people like and what they don't like. A lot of people do like shoes on a floor and like a grid, a outfit grid, and they'll post those kind of things. And I posted that, and I did different things, and the things that got the most likes were me posing in three piece suits. Yep. that was it. And this was like 2016, probably. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Oh, let's try this." And so after the first year, I had 24,000 followers and realized that oh, this is something that I could figure out how to do. And so I've signed a number of deals with larger clothing companies and hotel companies and alcohol companies, even though I don't drink. So okay. it was just a, I it, didn't know you that you just have until to have right it now. in your
1: hand. That's all.
0: Yeah, and yeah, so I did that for a couple of years. I was doing I was working at a couple places while I was trying to see if this would work as an influencer Mm -hmm. it's a really hard and difficult it's a struggle to get deals i would say because there's lots of people that are willing to do it for free Mm -hmm. because they don't
2: understand they don't understand
0: some of the bigger companies that i worked with uh, brooks brothers and samuelson who a lot of people don't know but they outfit i'm justin trudeau so they're a canadian Mm -hmm. suit company so i've worked with them and i continue to work with them but more on a modeling kind of base but yeah it's a tough industry people are willing to do it for free if you send them a free suit company sends them a free suit they'll give them free content so (laughs) I was asking for free suits plus you got to pay me. Yeah. So it's a, it's an interesting in, in interesting industry. Um yeah. well, and a social influencer. Well,
1: and I'm thinking of two local places cuz I'm like when you walked in I was like you look straight out of Peter Millar. <laughs> I was like are you sure you're not on their catalog? Or? <laughs> so, no. Well,
2: yeah, and I think that's the that's an important takeaway like moving forward it, it's like this weird push and pull that happens in social media, right? That like You have, the on the one hand, the people who are like, value, show your worth, earn your worth, charge your worth. Like, you must value yourself above all else and tell these companies what you're worth. And then there's the people who are like, ooh, but exposure. And I'm going to get the exposure. And I'm like, but exposure doesn't put food on my table. Mm -hmm. So, and as photographers, we see that. I'm the only photographer in the room. As a photographer, I see that people, like big name companies will comment and say, if you say yes you are giving us irrevocable rights to this image for all of eternity. Mm-hmm. And they're using that as like the legal basis and just having their marketing people comment on other people's stuff. And I think it's really interesting to, to see the the way that the industry is shifting. And like this, like I was saying this push and pull of the, the people who are influencers are saying, look, I will be an influencer if you pay me because I you're I'm giving you my time I'm like it's worth more than free shit for me yeah. <laughs>
0: and, it's, and it's also telling that story you're creating content it's more than just a photo that you can take with your iPhone But as you know that you know yes, that's a photographer <laughs> everybody's a photographer now and, and that's also what that turns into but I, I think eventually there'll be this people will realize they can't really make money doing it so they'll mm-hmm. stop as influencers uh, and I don't like that word but because I think everybody influences Correct. people on in different things and as a content creator is more of what mm-hmm. I saw it as where a large company can hire me when I was doing this can hire me to be the the modeling agency, the photography agency, the mm-hmm. whole package as opposed to them having to do it separately. But yeah. you know, they liked ended up liking a lot of the companies. And that's why they continue to work with me, was that they liked the content I produce more than what they were hiring all these and yep. paying tens of thousands of dollars to have them create these campaigns. And yep. they're like, we could pay you way less than that. Right mm-hmm. getting that middle ground where yep. people realize the value in that and aren't just
1: taking free stuff. So yeah, yeah and it is a lot about the education of educating people on the value of that and everything yep for sure for sure so is that those are the photos that got you in the top 40 under 40 aren't they
0: no nope, nothing to do with it <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all
1: so tell us how that happened
0: Oh gosh. So that would have been my birthdays this month. So I'll be 46 this month. So it's been seven or eight years now since that happened. So it was a really just of the work that we were doing in Durham and really getting involved in the community and building and revitalizing Durham and connections are a big part of it and things that you're able to accomplish. So it was like the smallest, the world's smallest office space competition. We won the creative marketing ideas and really changing the perception of Durham. Mm-hmm. When I started there in 2004, that was my job when I got hired. Right. In 2004,
1: Ooh, mean, durham, yes. you
0: know it was i it worked was, in durham yeah.
1: during that time and it, it mm-hmm, yep. I was <laughs> yeah in, i was still in syracuse
2: in no. 2004
0: no? yeah well yep. it wasn't a pretty pl- well you know it, it was not. push back 10 years before okay. that it was really the reputation was bad and then the re- reputation obviously follows it takes a lot longer yep. to change so yeah that was that was a fun time and revitalizing that but then you get to a point where you've done all the kind of the fun creative stuff like filling the warehouses and and bringing in new businesses we had I don't know, like less than 10 restaurants there in downtown Durham when we started, wow. right, in, mm-hmm. 2004, when oh, started totally in 2004. When I started, it's a totally different place now. Yeah. And, and you know, there's I, I mean, I believe it's you. now the foodiest place in right. the South. It's- and you know, seeing those changes and being able to impact a community is really mm-hmm. what I'm yeah. passionate about. And that's what I didn't get with the influencer stuff. How many times can you take photos of yourself? Right. Or have, you know, and my mom and my wife were my photographers, just so you know. So my mom and I have this great relationship. She's always wanted to be in like photography and creative stuff. So we would go out and, shoot Mm -hmm. these photos for Instagram and but I really how many of those can you do yeah yeah. it just gets boring for me it did and really impacting a community is why I took the job in Garner Mm because we're on the same kind of trajectory where Mm -hmm. growth is coming it's and it's Creates all these challenges that we saw in Durham over a 10-year period, and it happens really fast, and you get businesses that get pushed out if you don't do it right, and there's all these small businesses that are the ones that kind of struggle Mm -hmm. when you deal with that, and so we want to put things in place in Garner, and that's one of the reasons I applied and one of the reasons I got hired was to really have experience that and to bring that to Garner and see what we can create and really create something Cool, because we're going to have fifteen thousand new residents in the next three or four years in Garner, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like thirty-five thousand now. Like it's a huge increase and a yeah. huge change. Yeah. But that's what I really found out that I love doing is community and economic development and making people proud of their community and being able to influence and impact people's lives. By you know, essentially, you create wealth for the people that are in business and living there in the community.
2: And hold on one second. Did you say that y'all won an award for a Smoffice?
0: The Smoffice, yeah. What is the smuffus? The world's smallest office space. So What in,
2: was the wor- what was the world's smallest office you space? You want the whole story I or just the like, You want the whole thing? It's a smuffus. Like I don't I feel like it's like a muffin or something. I don't know. Yeah, All right, tell me like about the, the smuffus.
0: Yeah, so we were doing a lot of startup stuff in Durham in 2000 8, nine, ten to really put Durham on the map in the country for a kind of a startup hub. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted to be at Silicon Valley and the next Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah, And so we were doing a lot of fun things. We did this thing called the Startup Stampede, where we had, I think, 15 companies that we had 100 companies apply, but 15 got accepted, where you got three months of free office space. You got to work with entrepreneurs who were successful and learn from them. And we set up like free accounting advice and lawyers and these kind of things. So people who were thinking about starting a tech company could really dip their feet into it. If they mm-hmm. were still working a job, they could do this. Mm-hmm. And so we started there and then we were like, how do we, everybody started copying that. Like we did that. It was super successful. We got regional and newspaper and news coverage on that and articles. And they were like, how can we differentiate from what anybody else is mm-hmm. doing? So I, my partner, Adam Klein, who was at the Durham chamber at that time, I was like, we should just give away the, the smallest office that we can give away and promote the heck out of it. And our goal was over like a you know six or seven year period to do enough things where like uh, Wall Street Journal, TechCrunch, mm-hmm, uh, Fast mm-hmm. Company would cover what was going on in Durham. So we pulled the small office together. It was in the front window on Main Street of BU Coffee. So we actually put a wall up. There was this glass window. We put a wall up. It was small, about half the size of this office that we're in right now. So it was like 20 square feet. We put Mm -hmm. a desk right in the window. It's your closet. It's your closet. Probably. (laughs) Yes. And then we did a competition where you got six months of that space. You got the same kind of introductions to the people Mm -hmm. that are are successful to help you be successful. And then you got an apartment for six months as well. So that, that allowed us to open it up nationally. So we could market it that way. So you got, you know, six months of free living. You got six months of this free office space, plus all the connections that we had. Mm -hmm. And we actually had a large marketing company that was going to do the the promo video Mm -hmm. for us. And they backed out like the week before. And we were like, you know what, we'll just do it. So we had Sheena Johnson, who was the marketing director at the chamber. She remember the flip cameras. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She took the flip camera and then it's the video still somewhere. Adam Klein and I, we did the Here's what the small office is. It was like a 10 minute, five minute video. And the next day when we launched it, it hit Fast Company and TechCrunch, which is the largest Mm -hmm. startup blog in the world. They had four and a half million followers at that point in time. And so it just kind of blew up because it was just this different thing to showcase what we were doing. Now, you can't showcase it without actually having the base in place of we actually had entrepreneurs, we had startups. Mm -hmm. And so that was and then the next year we were nominated for the most unconventional chamber project in the world. Yep. With five other countries like they were countries chambers of commerce is, that were competing with That's us That's so cool and they were spent like someone spent like 10 million dollars on these marketing campaigns and these whatever thing they had. and you were like we spent and like then
2: here's our flip we spent camera. like I'm
0: 30 saying. grand on it <laughs> and we had a bunch of sponsors that <laughs> right, helped us with right. furniture and and whatever right. and and we went over to doha qatar Qatar is what most people call it here and in the middle east and me and adam and casey steinbacher who was the chamber president at the time went over to doha and. We ended up winning the, the award. That's awesome. <laughs> we, that got the big, we got the big check. You know, we stood up there on stage with a $3,000 check, and then they took the check back and gave it to the next person. Like, we didn't get to keep the big right. check, which was the most disappointing part that of the would whole be, thing. Like, so. But,
2: like, would you have been able to get it on the plane? What's that? Would you have been able to get it on the plane? We'd have gotten it on the plane <laughs> if they'd have given it to us.
0: <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: so that was, it was an interesting experience. We tried to do things that most, like, economic development organizations and chambers at that point weren't doing, right? Something new and Mm -hmm. something different. Think more like entrepreneurs. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to bring and we are bringing to the Garner Chamber um, where we've opened a co-working space now. We've taken our whole building and updated it. Now we have a co-working space there called The Hub. Uh, we will be putting in a studio similar to this, actually, where people can use it because space in Garner, there's no way for people to do this. And we're doing things a little differently than mm-hmm. the traditional chamber. And that's kind of what we're trying to bring to Garner. So. And
2: it's reimagining, it's looking at the the situation and saying we don't have to do it the same way that it's been done over and over again. Because at some point, it's uh, a bit, it's you outgrow that. What's the worst that can happen? Right.
0: If you fail, what, who cares? Mm-hmm. Whatever. You tried it and yeah. it's more fun that way. You didn't spend one million million on a marketing campaign. Right.
2: You know what I mean? Like, in the scheme of things, right? Like...
0: Yeah, when you have less money, you'd be more creative. And so I think like my background, I like to do lots of things. I'm mm-hmm. obviously super ADD and I'm all over the place, but I need that. I need that to keep me engaged. He's my people. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of to jump around, and do things. If we're not doing and creating and moving forward, then we're just kind of dying as a, as a company. And so that's not necessarily what the vision of Chambers has been in the past mm-hmm. for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. And so no. changing
0: that perception has been one of my, one of my goals.
1: And I hear you talking a lot about community. And so that sounds like it's one of your core values and a driving force for you. So tell us what community means to you, though. How do you define it? What does it look like?
0: Yeah, sure. I would say collaboration is the biggest part of that, right? Like bringing in the most voices you can bring in because everybody is going to have different experiences and they're going to have different viewpoints on things and and taking those ideas, bringing everybody to the table so you can come up with the best solutions. That's the ultimate goal, right? And if, if you're exclusive then you don't get those mm-hmm. opinions and, yep. and you don't get that collaboration and everybody feel that like they have a part but it also generates what you want in the long run and the end is a valuable solution to a problem or a way to grow the community or whatever that what you're trying to accomplish is and I mm-hmm. think that's kind of what I see as community as mm-hmm. a, in a word so.
1: how will we what will success look like for you in regards to garner like how are you going to know when it's successful
0: when people are are proud of their community. Not that there are people in Garner, the Garner community is super passionate. What we were having this conversation the other day is like a, a lot of time we've seen other communities grow faster and get some bigger economic development deals that want. And people, Garner has had a reputation too, from what I understand in, in some, in, in different areas and making sure that everybody's proud of their community and they get the, what the vision is of what we want to grow as a community, keeping the small businesses engaged and involved and growing the wealth and having opportunities for people that are in the community and growing those. And that takes all the voices in the community to come together to say, what are we planning for? We're building Garner right now for the next 50 to 75 years. That's what we're doing mm-hmm. right now. You know, Durham past that point. Raleigh is way past that point. Raleigh is what it is. You have pockets that you can develop and have influence on. But really, Garner is one of the only communities that is a little farther behind than most of these places. And we can build what we want. And so having those, the nice thing is we haven't developed so far that we can't change what it's going to be now with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so this gives us a huge opportunity to create what the new what does the new office space look like? What, is it, what does new residential look like? What does new retail look like? Because it's different and it's going to be different. Nobody mm-hmm. really knows exactly what it's going to be, but we have an opportunity to engage in what that is going to be. We're still the cheapest land in the triangle right mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. and cheapest housing, but that has yeah. gone crazy. Though. Yeah. yeah. force offering business consulting and IT solutions for your hybrid workforce do you need business process evaluations and solutions to streamline your workflows a technology assessment including security and managed services to optimize performance or solutions to create a seamless hybrid workplace experience if that's you wellforce has a growing team of affiliates to support your organization's move to hybrid visit wellforce.ai today
2: in the projects that you're doing you're challenging the status quo and you're enabling this disruption and you're Presenting these new ideas, so how do you handle the resistance
0: to those? What things? resistance? You get the support of the people that that you need, and then people don't like change, right? It's, they just they just don't. So you do the best to to explain. Here's why we're doing this. Here's where we're going, and then at some point you just got to go. Right? You're not going to make everybody happy, and and. That is a hard thing for me a lot of times to accept. <laughs> I get along with almost everybody and have in my life. And I don't, that's a little harder thing for me to have gotten used to the last few years, I would say, is just accepting that. And that's what a lot of people who have experienced this or been through it, just creating change and doing things yep. differently. They talk about this. This is just one of the things you have to be comfortable with, um, yep. That not everybody's going to be happy.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And it's being comfortable in the middle of that conflict yep. for sure. Yeah, It's being attempting yeah. to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I, I
2: can agree with that. But it's and it's also looking at it from the perspective of you're you have this vision and you have to get everybody on board with it. So, like, getting exerting that influence. And I'm not saying exerting in like the in a in a dominant type of way, but shining
1: like the influence <laughs> of- it comes
0: back to that collaboration, right? That's if people feel like they have a voice and what is happening, they feel obviously Correct. more comfortable with it. Yeah.
1: Yep. Shining. Because it's making me think of he has the vision, and so he's projecting uh-huh. it out so that he's I shine, speaking. Yes. I, I don't, I'm not, like, deny, but it, I can't get off like. I'm seeing off, the like,
2: shining, the guy with the axe right? going through That's the door. I,
1: That's so funny. <laughs> projecting, is that better?
2: Yeah. I guess like it's, it's how do you pull people into your sphere of influence?
0: Yeah, you reach out.
1: You educate them on the benefits. <laughs> yeah, but right, I
0: think but, reaching out, we've been doing in the last two weeks now we've had seven or eight ribbon cuttings and yes. there's people who groups that are joining the chamber who would never have joined in the past and because they just see a different vision not that the what was in the past was bad it's not bad it's that it was just different mm-hmm. and so as we grow the not only the triangles grow growing, but garners growing, the whole community is growing and just being able to know that that I have I have broader connections than just Garner, so people appreciate that. And people, the other thing we're doing is people value different things, right? Mm-hmm. Honestly, it goes back to you. You said the shining, and w- you and I were on the same page. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I were on the same page about what it was. And right. you and Joe were like talking about the movie The Shining. It's,
2: it's not right? that it was negative. But, it was just like I can't shining influence doesn't carry the same weight in my brain as I was trying to figure out another word for exert, and you came up with shine, and it just wasn't. But it goes right. back to right. not people, people see things differently, correct. right? Like yes. you see Perception. the exact same thing mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. And
0: as we grow, we need to make sure, and this is, I think this is with any company. It's not just a chamber. Like we've all had to change this last year. How are you providing the most value to whoever your customers are? And so not everybody's going to use our co-working space. Some people could care less. Mm-hmm. Right. Some people could care less about a studio space. But there's a lot of members that do. A lot of our members, are larger companies value us being in the community, growing the community and recruiting bigger companies because that helps them grow yeah. their values. And so a smaller business is going to care more about marketing and exposure and those kind of things. And so how do you provide things? I mean, you can't do everything for everybody, but how do you make sure you're helping value those people? And the only reason the only way to find out what they need is to talk to them. Yeah. That's how we did the startup stampede. That's how we did the small fist. Actually the small fist came from how do we be different? But the startup stampede, which was the one before, it was us sitting down with Aaron Houghton who was one of the founders of eye contact if you guys are familiar with the email marketing yep. mm-hmm. software, he yep. sold it when he was when I mean, his partner sold it when they're like thir- early 30s for 180 million dollars mm-hmm. um and he's a really good friend of mine and we sat down adam and i and him sat down and we're like what do we need to do to get people he's just giving away free space like just get people here to downtown yep. durham and they'll fall in love but you got to get people here first right. and so the way we addressed that was we went to the person who was successful in doing this and we found out what he thought was valuable, and then we provided that thing. That's mm-hmm. what a lot of people, and Steve Jobs talks about this a lot. I don't know if you guys are you know, interested in his talks, but it's really interesting the way he went, came in and turned around Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was. We'll develop a lot of things that are technology-based. We're like, we think this is going to be a great idea? And then they launch it, and it bombs because they didn't talk to the customers first about what right. they wanted and what they value. And so yeah. figuring that out and then figuring out how to address those issues right. is the most important thing and- that we're trying to do.
2: And I think really what's super duper important, especially with when you're talking about the small business community, because one of the interesting things about Garner and I had talked to some people about g- joining the Garner Chamber, and then I visited a couple times, and what I witnessed was this like amalgamation of these giant corporations
1: and these. Look that teen- up for me, Jill.
0: <laughs> I don't know what she, I don't process know. of result or combining or unifying. <laughs> And you used it, like, quite like correctly. Like yes, I really did. really good. That's really <laughs> I good. I have good vocabulary, all right? Can you text that to me? i want to use that sometimes <laughs> so I sound super smart. <laughs> I'm using words like, great, awesome, fantastic. It's the name of my new podcast I'm launching, <laughs> The Amalgamation Nation. Yes!
1: Yeah. I love it. Oh, I'm going to oh trademark that shit and
2: make you license it. But what I witnessed was this amalgamation of these giant corporations, right? Amazon and the bigger... I can't even remember right now because all I can think of is the Amazon warehouse that I I think it was something about the
0: big companies and something, the small yes. businesses. And
2: and, uh, the,
0: amalgamating. Right. And, and then
2: these solo, these solo business owners or these other small brick and mortars or things that, that truly represented the community in a way that I didn't, and it's not that other chambers don't have, but if you join the Raleigh Chamber, honestly, and this is nothing against the Raleigh Chamber, but you have to be super duper intentional and active in the Raleigh Chamber to get, That visibility. And in some of the other networking communities, those types of things, it was just a very interesting mix. Like I got off a couple of calls and I turned and I said to my husband, I was like, I think this is the one that y'all need to join because they'd been shopping chambers and with Wellforce. And so it was just looking at it and and seeing the energy and how what you're talking about that you ended up doing with the hub and the, the co-working space and all those things is, is bringing together people who just by nature of sharing space, are going to develop great things. And when you get the people in, it's the same thing that y'all said you were doing in Durham. You get the people in the building and then great things will
1: happen. And now I'm done talking for the rest of the show. Yeah. Well, so and what, what I, what I <laughs> want to yeah. point out about what you said is it starts with asking the people of what the need is and what the want is. But it isn't, you didn't just stop there. You're like, okay, now we have the data. And now we're going to go find the expert who's already done this. And we're going to go ask them, okay, guide us. And I think what stops people is one, they're afraid to ask people what they really want because that's putting themselves out there, that's making themselves vulnerable. And so they miss that step because of that fear. And then Let's say that they do that. They're like, I've put a poll out. I have done, like, I've figured out what they want. Then they just try to do it on their own rather than saying, Who is an expert that's already done this? Who can I chat with? Because that feels vulnerable too. Of all of this, is me, person reaching out and saying, Can you help me with this? Mm -hmm. And the smartest people are the ones who know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there faster and with less bruises and batteredness mm-hmm. along the way and probably saving a lot of time and money if I just have the courage to be like, yo, you did this really great. Can you we're, – right. we're, we're trying to do that too. Just ask. Yeah. I, have, I have
0: never once found anybody that wasn't willing to help and wasn't willing to sit down and at least have coffee to go over things that they've done and their experiences and how it can help. Like yeah. I've n- not once had anybody say no to that. Mm-hmm. So it is just the figuring out how to contact them and ask them. And it's not just this impersonal LinkedIn message that you send. It's easy to find contact information for people. Just you call somebody up and be like, look, I want to do this. I admire you. I'd love to buy you coffee. Mm-hmm. like it's as simple as that really and most is. people will actually here in the triangle at least will actually do that and sit down with mm-hmm. you so right and but people get yeah. so
1: intimidated that they won't even put themselves out there to do that or for me i would be like they're so busy i don't want to bother them like i want to be really respectful of people's time and mm-hmm. their skills and, and so i'm right. definitely guilty or why of would they myself. talk to me
2: or all those? and it, it is it's one of those things it's choosing collaboration and community over competition and it's saying whether you're the the reacher outer or the receiver, you're saying like, hey, I'm here in this space. I would love to sit down and just don't say, don't reach out to somebody and say, Let me pick your brain, because that's insulting. But just say, can I buy you coffee? I'd love to have a conversation and learn more about how you did whatever mm-hmm. or how you're doing whatever. And I see this all the time, especially with within the photography community, it's amazing to me. There are photographers out there who are unwilling to share their expertise, share their knowledge, their lessons learned along the way. And then I'll be in conversations with people and be like, hey,
1: but like, just stop by the studio. We'll talk about it. It's cool. And they're like, really? I'm like. I get that a lot too. And people are going to start their own business. And they're like, I've contacted like four people and you're the only one that would be willing to talk to me. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah.
2: And we've had this conversation separately in in a couple of other circumstances, which we're not going to air out on the podcast. But if, because that's the truth is that, If someone were to come to one of us and say, hey, I'd like to learn about podcasting. Can you and Sarah sit down for coffee? I'd be like, when? Let's sync our calendars. We did it last week. And because it just means that we are making the world better by collaborating. Mm -hmm. There's nothing harmful that's going to come of that. And if somebody's going to be like an asshole and copy your shit, isn't imitation the
1: greatest form of flattery? Well, and let's be real. Like everything is copied. Right. it came everything from everything in the somewhere. world that has ever been. Yes, I'm like let's be real. What's <laughs> up
0: well, the small office that was?
2: That nice. was the- <laughs> <laughs> Like that's ingenious. Yeah. And what I'm saying like doing the what you're doing at the Garner Chamber with the hub and the, the studio space and all like you and I have talked about that before. Like it's very smart. You have these unused conference room that you're then like, "Hey, you know what? If you're a small business owner, you've been working at home for a year and a half because this thing just won't end just get out of your house for a few hours and come hang out with us and and it's gonna be cool and you're gonna maybe meet some people if not your kids won't be yelling at you
0: exactly so I mean the thing about about the collaboration and about sharing of ideas right like for all the other chambers right like I want all the chambers to be good because mm-hmm. it raises the reputation of all yep. of us so it's more likely for us to get customers too it's the same with uh, Garner and Cary and Apex. if they get a big, Holly Springs they just got a huge life sciences deal but that's good for the whole community that's whole good for mm-hmm. the triangle right yeah, mm-hmm. and the uh, people need to start looking at things that way I think yeah. and the thing I'll, I'll say about us using some underutilized space our conference room and whatever think creatively about things there's so many different things that you can do if you just take a step back and look at look at what you have and figure out how you can utilize the things you have better like not we weren't trying to Build a new building. That's what a lot of people are like. You yeah. have to go rent a space to do this. We're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't need to do that. Like, we can do those kind of things. And this is with any aspect of Oh, I wholeheartedly business, agree. Right? Mm-hmm. Look at things differently. Even get friends over and just be like, hey, what's your perspective on this? Yeah. They're going to have that aren't in your industry. You may get better ideas from the people who aren't in your industry that can see things because yeah. you, a lot of times, can't see the forest for the trees really? in business. And so you're so focused on being in your business and doing photography and mm-hmm. doing whatever that you're not necessarily looking at the broader picture of things. So. Right. No, talk to as many people as you can. That's the thing. And yeah, Sharon, I will share anybody and talk to any chamber or Mm -hmm. organization that wants to figure out how we did this thing and how they can. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem people run into is they try and recreate the exact same thing a lot of times. And so in Durham, we were doing a startup community and we had. We already had 50 startups and that's when we started like marketing. Like, hey, we can make this. And now I think there's 350 there now, mm-hmm. but you have to have something still. Like mm-hmm. we had a lot of people who wanted to recreate the, the small office. How many, they will, we were like, we want to focus on startups and bring a bunch of startups here. Like, how many startups do you have? And like, we have one in a strip mall near this coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to, you're trying to create something right. that that's not there at all. Mm-hmm. So it's better to take the things that you already have and identify what those are and focus on how you, Amplify those kind of things. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Amplify
1: your strengths and reach out for support where... Well, and I love that for so many reasons because one, it stops people. They get frozen because they think I have to buy a whole new building in order to make this come true. Or uh, I was doing dare to lead training for a local company and literally I was like... Before I leave, like, I know that this is outside of the scope of the courage skills, but can we please talk about the client experience and the energy and environment? Can we please redo your office? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty (laughs) please. But that's exactly it. Is Then they started saying, oh, let me get a designer. and And I was like, whoa, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm like, literally... Like we can do this real simply of just move this here, add this like a twenty dollar coffee cart. Like what are we doing here? You know right. what I mean? But people do; yeah. they Im- automatically go, "I have to build a whole new building, I have to re, you know, revamp the entire thing." And so then they stop because they're like, "Oh, that's so much money."
0: You've gone from two grand probably to to fifty, right?
1: right. Because they're, they're stuck in the renovate instead of just reimagining.
0: I mean, we pa- we we painted and added yes, new you did. furniture. Mm
1: hmm. Yes, right.
0: That's pretty much. We changed the layout. The yep. furniture is set right. up for more co-working and it looks it looks a thousand times better. Yes. We did some cool signs. Yep. Yes,
2: that's,
1: that's, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that stops people. Yeah. And then they get. And that's the other thing, too, is that they're in it. And so the whole thing, you can't read the label when you're in the bottle. And so it's you got to get other people to look and say, what can we do with what we already have? And then yep. make that even more amazing.
0: yeah. And a lot of people, like you said, get stuck. But that's one of the reasons I love your, uh, your the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast name is just do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like just start, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just do, th- just start doing something. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people just are scared that they're, it's going to fail. Or they're going to look but Who cares? Like life short, just do things. And, mm-hmm. and do you- I like testing things. Mm-hmm. And this is not how people think. A lot of people, they'll plan stuff for a year or two, and then they'll launch it, hoping that it works. I like to just launch all the things that we have ideas out, see if it works. If it doesn't take, then we just scrap it. That's how you learn what people mm-hmm. actually want. So as, as a uh, backwards way of getting to the value add, but you test stuff is one of the reasons I hate surveys. You mentioned surveys earlier is that people don't actually tell you how they're going to act. They tell you what they think they mm-hmm. want. But I learned this in Durham. It was like a, a retail study and the the consultant we had, we everybody wanted a survey. And like, Well, no, what people do, the consultant was like, what people Answer on the survey is they want to shop at Saks Fifth Avenue and they want to shop at Bloomingdale's. And that's what they want in their community. But they actually shop at Target for clothes. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. right? Target stuff. But that's where they actually spend their money. So what they say and what they do Mm -hmm. are two completely different things. Yeah. And so the only way to get to the things that people actually do is to start launching things or selling a product or testing. Mm -hmm. So it's more of an entrepreneur mindset.
1: Totally. Because it's like, hey, I'm not going to create my entire year long Daring Leadership Society program. I'm going to launch it. And then as I'm going, the people exactly. in the program are going to tell me exactly what they need for this next module. Well, and, <laughs> and you iterate and yeah. you figure out what Correct. the thing is yep.
0: and it makes your product better. Exactly. And that's,
2: and that's what I say, like going to the the our previous conversation about social media and things like that, like people will say, I don't know what to post. And I just say, just start posting things and then ask questions yep. and people will tell you what they want to know more about. Mm hmm. Like they will come and they will literally lay it on a silver platter in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then you can then create more scripted things, create more content, create more stuff just around questions. Mm-hmm. Go they, to
0: an ice cream shop and take a picture of yourself with whatever ice cream you're taking. This is, any business owner can do this because mm-hmm. people want more personal on, yep. you know, Facebook for sure. And just ask people what their favorite ice cream is. That's like not- I.
1: I would get in straight just up debates right? with people there about that a, mess because no, you know how passionate know. about ice cream I am. I you are
0: that's like my thing.
2: We have, but that's part of what I teach in my course is that's actually like I just recorded it the other day. Like I call it the chocolate ice cream principle, and it's because of Christine Waller's. She is literally so passionate about life insurance, and she was getting angry because people were more interested in sharing their favorite flavor of, of ice cream. And I was like, it's because social media is social. Like right. people want to share with you. They want to engage with you. They
0: want to create a connection with you. You're selling yourself. You're selling mm-hmm. a relationship. Yes. That's why people yes. buy products. And that's what it is. And, and the more people understand that, the, that's one of the reasons I don't like the influencer moniker, but I also like my account. It was a style account. It's like, it's real, but it's said not. That very, very
2: quickly. It's commandments of style oh, on Instagram. Yeah.
0: It's not real. It, it is real, but it's not real. Right. Well, it's and staged. It is staged, and 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 that's intentional for like right, the, right. the brand. But then people think that it's real, and uh, you know I, I do actually wear no, those, he literally the, I wear wears those a suit every, every day. day. Yeah, <laughs> so I may change it into more of hey, because I don't know what I'm doing with you. I hardly post on it at all, and, you know, it's just been this last year has been crazy with the pandemic and starting this this new job. But
2: but he still wears yeah, a suit every day.
0: I do, so it might just be like here's what I'm wearing at the chamber today. Yep. Exactly, you know, but it's also less personal. Like when people right. meet me yes. after seeing my account they are like, oh, you're not like I thought you'd be. You're all. a real person. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought you'd be like super pretentious. And that's, I, I don't mm-hmm. think I am. No, I you're not. To mm-hmm. be. And it's it's definitely a, a difference. So I much prefer, as you see on all our, the Garner Chamber stuff, we take selfies with everybody mm-hmm. that comes in the office and that we go out with. So everybody has customers. Everybody yep. works with people. Post that kind yep. of stuff. That's what generates engagement. And if you do that, plus ask questions, then you're, you, know, you create engagement and you want engagement, not likes. Like, like you guys know, our vanity, more vanity metrics. Who cares, right? We did this gift card giveaway a few months ago in Garner, and it just went. We had 400 to 700 comments per post for Mm -hmm. 35 days, we're doing this giveaway. That's how you create engagement, and people, like, actually, you know, taking an action for you, what you actually want. Well,
2: and I think the difference is, and what I've seen, right, in these towns is, as being a small business owner in the Wake County community, and, and is when you go out and reach out to the individual businesses... And have a conversation with them, right? The brick and mortars, the corporates, the solopreneurs, the small business owners who have an office space. There's an an actual paid co-working space with offices and, and open co-working next to the Garner Chamber. So if somebody finds that they really enjoy being out of their house... And they go, look, I don't want to take advantage of the hospitality, of the gardener chamber. Where can I go? You can be like, oh, next door. We have a local gardener business. That's it. You know, like, yeah. so it's when you create those engagements within the community, people will rise up. Yeah. They, they will rise up to meet the new and improved expectations.
1: So tell our listeners how they can connect with you.
0: Yeah, sure. GarnerChamber.com. They can check us out there. I've got LinkedIn and all those good things. Then if you want to follow that Instagram, it's Commandments of Style.
1: So giving that to my husband, Matt's going to love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My husband's big into that too. He has more clothes in our closet than I do.
0: Yeah. My, my wife was a, is a former uh, news anchor, so she left news last summer and we have a, a competition going. So we're about equal <laughs> on the amount of clothes and shoes that we have. Yes. But more of mine were free than hers. That's what Matt'll say too. <laughs> and then she's
2: like, goals. Like, I'm gonna be like you and I'm gonna get know, all of mine for free. I do yes. like forty five or fifty suits that I've got for free. It's That's crazy. awesome. That <laughs> is pretty awesome.
1: Alrighty. So thank you for joining us today. We look forward to continuing this connection. So I'm sure. I'm excited to learn more. Right. So Awesome.
2: Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our
1: email list for fun announcements and leave
2: us a review. It helps other people find our stuff.
1: We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you do you, Boo.
0: We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.